Welcome to the Slay and Thrive podcast, where we make crushing your goals feel like self-care. This is the show that helps high-energy women trapped in self-destructive patterns cultivate an unapologetic, loving body transformation through spiritual and personal development. On this podcast, you'll learn about dynamic eating psychology principles, mindset, shadow integration, and manifestation. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy guide, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. I am so delighted to be on this journey with you. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Slay and Thrive podcast, where we are diving into a powerful question. And that question is, are you pursuing consistency or are you pursuing perfection? And we're going to look at the very distinct differences between pursuit of consistency versus that pursuit of perfectionism. And this is an important distinction to make and one to notice when you cross over from consistency to perfectionism in your own life. Because consistency is one of the greatest superpowers that anyone can ever possess. It's what gives us staying power. It's what gives us sustainable results. It's what creates a lot of ease over the long term when we stick with something. So I believe this is a keystone piece of what it takes to slay your goals and thrive along the way. And sometimes we end up in this case where we think we're chasing consistency, but what we're truly chasing is actually perfectionism. So in this episode, we're going to cover why consistency is a superpower and why perfectionism is a fatal flaw. So we're going to really make that distinction between consistency versus perfectionism. We are going to go over the red flags that are telltale signs that you're chasing perfectionism instead of focusing on consistency. And then I'm going to give you some practices and some ways you can make the shift from trying to be perfect, which is very damaging to our overall progress. So to make the shift from trying to be perfect to building more consistency and stability into your life. All right, so let's talk about the distinctions here. So consistency is when something happens 90 to 90% of the time. And then the 1% to 10% where it doesn't happen is not a cause for drama or some kind of big shame spiral. Let's use a couple examples here. Maybe you are someone who works out 90 to 99% of the time. And then there's that 1% to 10% where you have a crazy day where there's events all day and you just can't fit it in. Or maybe a day when you are sick or hungover or whatever it might be. And you don't work out that day. However, you're not worried about those outlier days because you know that for the most part, you work out every single day. The difference with perfectionism is 
This thing that you do has to happen every single time, every single day, or it can feel a little bit like the world ends. It can feel like we've undone all our progress if we miss a day or miss a week. And when that happens, it's a sure sign we are chasing perfectionism instead. And this is a big reason why perfectionism is a fatal flaw is it's very black and white. And if we miss a single day or a single time, that's when we can often start to self-check out and be like, what's the point even? And then we might take a day, a week, a month before we get what we call back on track and try to get that perfect streak again. Whereas when we are consistent and we know we're consistent, we can allow for life to happen and we can allow for that 1% to 10% of the time where we aren't doing the thing to be not a big deal because it's not usual and it's something we can rebound from very easily. Another way you can tell you're chasing consistency or pursuing consistency is that there's these things in your life that have become second nature and they've really become natural parts of your identity. So there isn't a lot of overthinking about things here. Examples here, again, let's use the workout example. You know you are someone who consistently works out, and that's just part of your identity. You are a fit person. You are a runner. You are a strength trainer. You are a crossfitter. There's something about how you're working out that's become part of your identity. Or maybe you're someone who has been doing meditation and yoga for years on end. And these things are just things you show up to regularly because you have the identity of a spiritual person or you have the identity of a meditator or a yogi. You don't have to force yourself or psych yourself up to do these things because they have become part of who you are because you have built that consistency over time. And when you get so consistent that you build something into your identity, that becomes an incredible superpower. If you're more chasing perfectionism than that consistency, those things like working out, yoga, meditation, you have to really force yourself to do those things day in, day out with incredibly rigid standards. So there's just all this force and pressure because you're not identifying with the habit. You're not actually believing that this can become something you just do. And therefore, you need that rigidity, that perfectionism to keep you going day after day. Another hallmark of consistency is that getting consistent brings you a lot of peace and a lot of self-trust. And that's another reason consistency is so amazing, is because when you are in the pursuit of becoming more consistent and building a stronger foundation with the habits, the practices, the daily actions, the weekly actions that get you closer to where you want to go, That's going to bring you peace and self-trust. And when you have peace and self-trust, those two things will help you both slay your goals and thrive on the journey. Perfectionism, on the other hand, when that is your true end goal, it actually makes you feel a lot of self-imposed pressure and anxiety because your standards are so rigid and you have so much you're trying to do right that it can feel insurmountable. And many times it is insurmountable. Perfectionism is not 
possible and it's also not even necessary to get where we want to go. So this is a place you want to check in with your own journey as you're on path, whatever goals you're on. Ask yourself, is this pursuit and the way I'm pursuing this particular goal, is it making me feel peaceful? Is it making me feel self-trusting? Or am I feeling a lot of pressure and anxiety? That's actually a red flag, and we're going to talk more about that shortly. But this is just a really great way to start to notice, what am I actually after? Consistency or perfectionism? And then the final thing I want to talk about here, the final distinction I want to cover, is that consistency is going to support your goals, and it's going to support your pursuit of the best life possible. Perfectionism, on the other hand, is going to derail you from your goals because you're trying so hard to get it exactly right. And when you don't get it right, again, that's where self-sabotage can happen. That's where apathy can set in. That's where you can drift from your goals for a longer period of time. A little story about consistency versus perfectionism and how it's affected me on my own journey is I started doing habit trackers back in 2020. And I think I had eight habits I would track. And I really loved getting that eight out of eight in a row. And I loved doing it for many days in a row. And I would track how long I kept a streak going. It's really cool because I got to see, hey, I've gone from being able to do all eight of these two weeks in a row to three weeks to even a month to 55, 60 days, whatever it might have been. However, I noticed that when I did break my streak in one of the habits, I would sometimes break my streak in the other habits as well. And it would take me a couple days, a week to get back on track and get all eight habits in place again, because I'd broken that perfect, colorful streak where all the habits were filled in. So then I had to kind of psych myself up again to actually get another streak going and kind of restart. And for that reason, I have actually stopped using habit trackers because I believe that, I mean, after using them for two years, they supported me, they were training wheels, but they also had limitations. And one of those limitations was if something did come up and I did break a streak and I saw it visually, it felt harder to come back and get consistent more immediately. Just a little thought on how this can show up and how you can subconsciously or unconsciously drift from a place of wanting to be consistent to a place of wanting to be perfect, which is going to do way more harm than good. Now, the next thing I wanted to talk about was the red flags that you are actually pursuing perfectionism instead of consistency. And I have five of them here for you. The first red flag is that you're trying to get quote unquote consistent in too many things at once. This is a big one to look at because for any goal you could have, there are dozens, if not hundreds of things you could be doing to get to that goal. Let's take a health goal, for example. You could be working out. You could be stretching daily. You could be getting your steps in. You could be drinking all the water. You could be taking your supplements. You could be counting your macros. You could be meal prepping. You could be mindfully eating. You could be doing so many things. And if you can get consistent in all of those things at once, 
that made my head spin just to think about trying to like keep track of all those things and get consistent in all of them at once. It's just too much. And then what we're actually looking for is not consistency, but we're actually looking for perfectionism. All right. So that's the first red flag. Number one. Number two is that your picture of consistency is too rigid and doesn't account for your real life and your current constraints, whether those constraints are physical, mental, or emotional. Sometimes it is a time thing and we're really struggling that way and that's a constraint. It's a physical one. Or it could be a mental and emotional constraint. Maybe you find at the end of the day you are really, really, really tired. And if you, for example, let's use an evening routine in this example. If you want to get consistent with an evening routine, but you have this picture of, okay, I'm going to get home, I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes, then I'm going to stretch for 10 minutes, then I'm going to do my journaling for 30 minutes, then I'm going to take a hot bath. If you try to get consistent in doing that every single night, when you know you get home from work and you're tired, when you know you only have a couple hours before bedtime, it's too rigid and it doesn't account for real life and those constraints that you deeply have and truly have. Not excuses, they're legitimate constraints. So then you're also doing red flag number one, just trying to get consistent in too many things at once. So look for that and ask yourself, is what I'm trying to do realistic or is my idea of consistency too rigid? And do I need to scale things back and account for capacity I do have? Thing to keep in mind here is your capacity will change over time. So if you start out wanting to create an evening routine and up to this point you have been stopping at 7-Eleven and buying snacks and then just watching Netflix until bed and you want to have this big sweeping change for your evening routine, you could eventually get to that big sweeping change with your evening routine over time, but you probably don't want to start with the complete ideal that is way up at level 10 when where you are right now is at level one. The next red flag that you're chasing perfection is that you're trying to get a unanimous vote instead of the majority vote. Or said a little bit differently, you're trying to hit the nail on the head every single day instead of looking at this through the lens of your average day. So this is where you have to do the thing every single day, no matter what, a unanimous vote. Whereas if you were to instead look at consistency, consistency does not always mean every day. It often means almost every day, most of the time. So that is another place to look. Are you trying to do the thing every single day, no matter what, whether you're sick, whether you have a pile of commitments that are demanding your time, and then you're getting mad when you can't get that unanimous vote? Instead of looking at, hey, I'm pursuing the majority vote right now, and I know I can get a bigger majority vote over time. So for example, if you are starting out at a place where you're working out once a week and you want to get that to five times a week, by the time you get from two times a week to three times a week to four times a week, now you have a majority vote. It's still not unanimous. It's still not every day. And maybe it doesn't have to be for many of these habits. So that is our, four, our third red flag, trying to get that unanimous vote, trying to hit it every day instead of looking at it as a majority vote. Another red flag 
is when you miss a day or two with a certain habit, it leaves you in this shame spiral and you might check out for a few days or even weeks before returning to the habit again. There's a lot of negative charge, a lot of negative emotion. And I think a lot of this comes from the fear of if we're not doing it every day, then we'll never be consistent in it. So what's the point? Instead of allowing ourselves to have those off days, especially when we're trying to build consistency in the beginning. And then finally, our fifth red flag, and we talked about this a little bit already, is that your pursuit of perceived consistency, because again, this is going to be perfection if you're feeling this way, your pursuit of what you believe is consistency leaves you feeling stressed out and burned out instead of peaceful and confident. Because you're trying to get too many things done at once, you're trying to get consistent in everything. Your picture of consistency is not really consistency at all, it's perfection, and doesn't account for the constraints you have. You're trying to do it every single day, every single time, instead of getting the majority vote. And when you miss a day or two of the habit, it creates a lot of that stress and fatigue. So those are the red flags to look out for on your own journey. Just ask yourself, how many things am I trying to build consistency in at once? Is my picture of consistency way too rigid? And is it way too far from my baseline for now? Am I trying to do this thing every time, every day? And then if I do miss a day, is that causing a lot of negative emotion and discomfort? And then finally, am I feeling stressed out and burned out in the pursuit of consistency? All right, so those are the red flags. And now I want to talk about how you can make the shift from trying to get everything perfect to actually pursuing a deep level of consistency. So the first one is find your lead dominoes. Again, we could do dozens upon dozens of things to make progress. And thinking about trying to get consistent in those dozens and dozens of things is actually going to make us feel stressed out and burned out. So look at one to three things that you could get consistent in right now that would have the biggest payoff. And one thing I really love to do is, and I've done this with quite a few clients who have loved it, is make a list of all the things you could be doing to build consistency, right? The whole list of all the action steps you could be working on. Once you have your action steps, rate each one of those action steps or things to get consistent in on a scale of one to 10 in terms of the impact. So for example, maybe starting to walk in the mornings, that would maybe have an impact of seven out of 10 because now you are getting moving in the morning, you're getting your energy up, it sets the tone for your day, you're getting fresh air. And then maybe another thing that you could get consistent in would be weekly meal planning. And you think to yourself, oh my goodness, that would be like 10 because I'd feel really in control of what I'm going to eat for the week. It would set me up for a whole week of success. It would make me feel empowered. I would have an easier time making decisions because I've meal planned. Those decisions are already made for me. So rate each of these things 1 to 10 for impact and then also rate them from 1 to 10 for ease. So maybe getting up for a morning walk 
you already start work early, it's dark outside, you already have a pretty busy morning with your kids. So the ease of that would be three out of 10. And again, it's only a seven out of 10 for impact. And then the weekly meal planning and meal prepping, you know you've got some quiet time on the weekend and maybe you have to move a couple things around, but you could be an ease of around six. And then you want to add up the totals all together. So you've got seven plus three for the walks, that would be a total of 10, but you've got a 16 for the weekly meal planning and meal prepping. So that could be one of the things you choose because A, it's got a lot more ease than some of the other action steps you could be doing have. And also it's got a 10 out of 10 impact. That is going to change the trajectory of your entire week. And then you also want to decide for yourself what consistency looks like. And you want to have more of a range than a specific rigid vision. And a really important thing to have in place here is a minimum standard for what this can look like on your busiest, craziest day or in your busiest, craziest week. Let's use the meal planning example again. Maybe you do not have time to get in the kitchen and prep three different dinners and put freezer meals away and do all the things. That's like, you know, would be awesome if you could do that, but some weekends just don't allow for it. So maybe a minimum standard for you is, okay, I'm going to cook up my protein and have that in the fridge. So at least I can do salads or stir fries or whatever it might be. Maybe I'm going to boil some eggs. So I have those as handy snacks. Find those minimum standards where if nothing else happens, I'm going to do these things. I know I have time for them. They matter and they're going to happen. And then if you have a weekend where you have more time, you can do all the above and beyond things when your capacity allows for it. The other thing is just to really remember the average day philosophy. And just think about, what's the quote from Stephen Kotler? I know I've referenced on here before. It's, your success is equal to that of your average day. And that gives you each day as a fresh start to look at what my average to be. On average, do I want to work out? On average, do I want to eat a salad for lunch with lots of protein and healthy fats and eat it slowly and mindfully at my kitchen table without distractions. Then you get to build that average every day. And if you have a day or two where you don't do the thing, just remember it's an average. It's not an absolute. And you can bump that average up again by hitting that, that consistency action for the next two, three days in a row. The next one is to track your consistency only if it works for you. And as I mentioned, this was something that I used to do religiously back in 2020, 2021, I think part of 2022. And eventually it started to get redundant and stale. And part of that was that I'd been doing it for so long. Many of these habits had become second nature. And like, why am I still coloring in squares for something I'm going to do anyway? And then it also had the built-in challenge of if I missed a day with one of the habits, felt like I'd broken my streak and it would sometimes take me longer to get back on track. So maybe you try out tracking as a training wheel and then see as you develop, as you get consistent, you're probably not going to need to track forever because once something becomes part of our identity and who we are, 
we're going to do it without even really thinking about it. And then another way that you can build more consistency instead of trying to be perfect is look at times when things are unusual or you're out of routine to practice a different vision of consistency by doing some planning and preparing in advance. So if you have a goal to eat really clean, nourishing whole foods most of the time, and you know you have a road trip coming up, you're not pursuing perfection here. You're not like, okay, I've got to get my Tupperwares ready and I've got to bring a cooler that plugs into my car and like have everything all ready to go. I mean, if you want to do that, cool. But you can use this as a time to say, okay, I still want to nourish my body. I still want to eat healthy. Do on this road trip that will really support me. Maybe you bring a smoothie and a thermos for breakfast. And then you know there is a chopped leaf on the way to wherever you're going and you'll have a salad there. And you do a little bit of planning in advance. And it still might not be what you would do on a normal day at home, but you're still looking at flavor of consistency I can still build, even when life is a little different. And when you do that, you build in more flexibility, more adaptability. And those two things are going to help you go far because things are going to come up in life. And the more flexible and adaptable we can be, even in the face of those times, we're going to go so much farther and feel better doing it. And then the final strategy is a bit of a combo that comes from two different authors. So James Clear has a strategy in his book, Atomic Habits, is to never skip something twice. So never skip a habit twice. If you have a day where you miss your evening routine, miss your workout, miss your meditation, that next day is going to be the most important day. And this is where these two authors come together because John Acuff talks about the most important day on the pursuit of our goals. And that day is the day after perfect. So the day after we've missed an action step we were getting consistent in. We want to win that day no matter what. So we never want to skip twice. Right. So those were your keys to making the shift from perfectionism to consistency. And your sleigh challenge this week is to first do an audit on your own approach and see how aligned it is with perfection versus aligned with consistency. And then start to implement some of these strategies for becoming consistent versus being a perfectionist. Thank Happy you playing so much for tuning again in to another episode. episode of the show. If you want to connect with a community of other amazing women who are conquering their goals, taking massive action, and loving themselves through the process, I invite you to join my Facebook community, Slay and Thrive 365. You'll get weekly challenges, motivation, support, and accountability as you move towards your goals. Hope to see you there very soon.